start another Monday. I was going to say happy Monday, but that in itself, it's a, it's a tricky one. Passion Pod 81, courtesy of Bo Bruce. Bo is a singer who you may well have come across uh, in the context of The Voice. I think it was the first series that Bo was on. She's a singer-songwriter, was doing it before The Voice and has been doing it ever since and has now teamed up with a chap called Henry who was in a band called Zero Seven, which I realised on listening back to this interview, we never, neither of us actually acknowledge which band that it is he's in. So just FYI, bear that in mind. Um, lovely story from Bo about how she's stuck with this despite all sorts of craziness, some of which you'll actually have known about if you watch The Voice at all. Bo's mum was actually dying of cancer when she was on the TV show, so not only was that experience crazy in so many ways, all of that stuff was going on in her in her actual life. So really, really interesting insight into how, through all sorts of super challenging stuff, that this music has stuck with her, and the way that that is now um, manifesting itself um, in Ecuador, her new project today. So, Bo. You're listening to Passion Pod 81 with Bo Bruce. Okay, Bo, tell me... I guess it's tricky, though, with yours, because normally I'm like, tell me what you do in a nutshell. It's like, well, you're a singer. That's your, your vibe. Oh, that's my vibe. Um, have you always done singing? Yeah, I have. I actually wanted to do acting. Okay. But I went and did loads of auditions, and um, I think it was, like, it was at the Drama Centre when I got a call back and they said... What else do you like doing? And I told them that I liked writing and singing and they asked me to play. And he said something like, I wish that your audition had been as passionate as you're playing and that's what you need to do. And at the time I was really wow. shocked and annoyed. Yeah, it's like, that's not my plan. <laughs> um, but yeah. How funny that he, that he sort of spotted that though. Like, or like was aware of asking you yeah weird a weird way for it to kind of manifest itself yeah. in a funny way yeah but very glad he did well yeah because otherwise i would have been off at drama school which is clearly not what i should have been doing so from there did you then think uh, that was literally sort of more of a light bulb moment or was it did it take a bit of time to sort of sink in no i, I was doing both and that confidence was kicked by not getting into any of the drama schools yeah story. so i carried on doing what i was doing which was making little eps and doing lots of writing and it's just been such a weird I moved to New York for a bit and then I was in London doing loads of stuff and then then obviously I made a decision to go on national tv which (laughs) was not an easy decision but kind of was a bit like it had been going on for so long and not getting anywhere that it was like why not yeah I was gonna ask you if there was a twist in there because Mm. you were doing the stuff you were loving weren't you for all that time yeah and was it just it was a case of suddenly being like actually it's worth giving another way of doing it a crack almost I'd I'd sort of had a bit of a knock and I'd I'd lived in New York for like six months and and it, doing singing over yeah, there and, yeah and it and really like making quite a stir and I, I didn't really know anyone out there and I had no music contacts and it it got big quick when I was out there and then I had to come back obviously visa and I had a boyfriend here and I just I didn't go back and then I ended up working in a pub in London and it just it not working it and and wanting and wanting my music to be heard and wanting wanting to be creative exactly. I guess it's like part of you it's so but that's kind of interesting isn't it because had you not had that stop perhaps you wouldn't have realised you know what I mean I mm. think sometimes those things those pauses often make you think that's exactly it I had to miss it I, it was like it had been taken away and so how did you hear about the voice well, how, did, how did that all sort of come about 
Well, when I was in New York, the guys out there had said, will you do the American one? And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> that's not what I do. I'm gigging. Um, and Yeah, quite and a hard it. thing for a musician to yeah. even that... Because especially if you write and do your own stuff, there is the snobbery of a programme like that. Absolutely. And I, and I was... No, I was not down for it at all. Also, gigging in New York is great. You, you can really get by. A hat gets passed around the room and they all put money in there each night. And it's just the most amazing scene on the Lower East Side. Whereas here, you know, it's quite hard to come across a gig. You can't go out in New York without coming across it. It's so... But I think it's funny that America in general, if I think about podcasts, Americans are much more willing to pay for creative stuff. We're spoilt here, I think, with a lot of our state-funded things, so that a load of us are just like, we just want stuff for free all the time. Yeah. And that's amazing, the difference. If you, you, can make, you can make a living so much easier in America much, about it. Much easier. Yeah. And I should, have, I should have gone back. It'd be quite interesting what would have happened. But So, yeah, so you, you were working in a pub. Was it the same guys that approached so you? So different guys over here said, do it. And at that point, I was in a whole other headspace, and it really did feel like... Well, you know, why not? Why not? Because I had been gigging in London on and off for a good sort of five years and been sitting in a lot of different record labels and it never being quite right and just being knocked, knocked around. And it did, the voice did sort of promise to be something slightly different. So. And it was. Yeah. Wasn't it? I mean, it was. From the My outside. experience, it was that first series did feel very different. How do you prepare yourself for something like that? Especially when you're pursuing an adventure like you're writing and making your own music. To then go into something like that. I mean, I watched bits of it. You, it seemed like your, your, your essence was trying to be kept in something that was, is quite a more mainstream, for want of a better word, yeah. format. Yeah. How did you find that in terms of like the creative side for you, if that doesn't sound too wanky? But you know what I mean? Like... I think I was incredibly lucky and I, I don't know if if anyone else had that sort of same experience. I did a lot of um, talking to them before I signed up to it effectively saying this, is, on this is what I've been doing and I already had a record out. I had an EP on iTunes. I had stuff out there. I made them promise me that, that I could effectively use it as a showcase um, and I did what I liked. You know, I wasn't going to be told what to sing, what to wear and what to say and they didn't, they stuck to it. Do you think that's quite funny timing you're saying about the headspace you're in as well, that all those bits before, whether it was the New York stuff, whether it was the pause in London, it almost gave you the confidence to approach it differently, had that been actually six yeah. years before sure. or whatever, you're in, sure. you're in a different, yeah. these timings of these things. And I, I didn't really care about the show itself, I just cared about getting me heard to a sort of bigger amount of people than I could fit in a sort of South London Benny, so... And are you um, joking? Like, you can't get much better than prime time on BBC One. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I sort of talk myself around. But, and it's true facts. Yeah. I mean, and it happened, yeah. you know? Um, how did you find the whole process of it afterwards, though, in terms of then, you know, continuing with this as your career? Mm. I, I mean, it was obviously difficult personal stuff as well at the time. I don't know yeah. how, how much all that plays into it or, or how much you even want to talk about that, Ainge. You might not want to no, talk about that. No, that's, that's fine. It really is. I think I signed a record deal with a major label for one album and in that time, I, I don't know whether I did cope, actually. I kind of zombied <laughs> my way through it. And I knew that I wasn't enjoying quite a lot of the stuff that comes with that. The stuff that comes with being on primetime TV means that you are asking for it and you can't get on the tube and you are going to have people saying, can I take a selfie? And I didn't cope with that very well. 
And it's funny, you see people, it's so easy to sort of say, I saw so-and-so with an entourage and God, it was, you know, what, why have people got these huge entourages? I now understand, actually, I wish I had had one. Died behind. they've got their, their people, they've yeah. got their best mates with them. And I did it all sort of on my own and I think that weakened me was really scary but unsurprisingly you know you've got suddenly this real taste of oh my gosh I'm doing what I love and it's going really well Mm. which must be so exciting Mm -hmm. twinned with that Mm -hmm. other part which must be so difficult because it's like oh I can taste the goodness but this is really bloody hard yeah but I think I think I I always knew that there's a way you play it and I knew not to go out in Soho on Friday night and I knew I knew how to live my life and make a record and keep my head down which I did pretty much and then I sort of popped out when I was sort of made to but um I, I think it is possible to, to stay sane I think it was that was another scenario because obviously with a major label you don't get that much choice I'm doing this record without a major label and I know the experience is going to be entirely different and uh, it's going to be harder work but my god it's going to be so much more enjoyable the satisfaction of it yeah do you think though timeline wise so you did it with the major label the first time did it then go straight to this current project have you done stuff in between yeah I did I um what happened so I made that first record and that first record I knew I always wanted to make so in a way it was kind of quite easy to do then when that campaign was over and I knew I had to come up with album two, that was quite a confusing time. Everyone always says that, though, don't yeah. It's like the classic, yeah. the classic thing, but actually experiencing mm-hmm. it firsthand. So I did, and I did a lot of, and I was sort of in LA and um, hanging out with lots of writers out there and, and seeing what was out there, and that wasn't quite right. It took me, a, it took me a while to work out that what I'm doing now, which is Ecuador, was what I should be doing because effectively it was working with the other half of Ecuador so much that it stopped being the next Bo Bruce record. It was like, this is clearly a duo, actually. Yeah, new projects. So talk about that. That's so exciting. So exciting. Well, it's me and Henry Binns and a guy called Jodie Milliner. I worked with both of them on my first record a lot. And it's it's sort of... I was trying to find a genre for it and it's that awful thing of... You don't want to box it in either as well, I guess. It's a sort of down tempo ambient thing. I mean, I, I, it's quite difficult because obviously Henry's other band is is known for their sort of chill out thing, and I don't want to get lost in the sort of it being a sort of sister child of that. Yeah. But there's obviously a huge amount you can hear his production in our work. But that kind of lends itself as well to the style of voice that you have. Yeah. I imagine you know I think that so. that kind of thing, the bits that I've got to listen to. It yeah. kind of and also anything you're creating is going to be led from the previous stuff you've done. That's who you are, especially with creative stuff. Totally. If you're making stuff that's cre- like close to you, mm-hmm. that's going to have influences. Yeah. But has it been really interesting for you to now be working with someone else? Very interesting. Because I ran, <laughs> I ran my own show, effectively. Yeah. When it's your own record, it's, you get the last word, and um, suddenly you're in a sort of band scenario, and that was very new to me. We've got effectively incredibly different musical tastes we're two different generations he's 44 and i'm 31 and it's like we're into completely different things so finding what that middle place was took quite a long time quite fun though was fun also (laughs) (laughs) was like you know sometimes there were days when it was like this is not working it's just a lot harder i i take my hat off to to bands who've been doing it for a long time because 
it's not just about you suddenly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh God, I've got to compromise. No thanks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Tell me, so you're working You're working on an album, is that... Finished. Amazing. So happy to have finished it. It's um, hopefully coming out in the spring. Um, Soon? Yeah, and it'd be mad to, to be gigging again. It's been a long time. And as you say, so different from, you know, past experiences. It'll be really interesting. So different. Formats and... Totally different audience as well. That's going to be quite interesting because obviously I had this sort of big audience via something completely different and I they're probably not going to like Ecuador do you think no I'm not just going to say though I think you bring people don't you you bring people maybe not everyone well I hope so I don't know if you like an artist it's it's still me yeah it's just you sound the same babes I sound so (laughs) Same, same, but different. Yeah. So. <laughs> and so you're talk, you're gonna you're gonna do some gigs, touring it around and stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's gonna go on because it will depend. It all depends. Yeah. And Henry's band also writing their record, so there'll be a lot of sort of shimmying in and out. Um, but tell me, so how have you made it work, like financially and stuff like that? Because obviously these kind of things are notoriously difficult to maintain. Yeah. I guess something like the voice and pushing that forward probably help with those things. But yeah, have you got any sort of what your experiences are on that side of things well I made a bit of money with that first record and I made I did a lot of kind of dance features which I sort of hated doing but it helped finance what I really wanted to do and that you know if you dig deep you can find me on a lot of trance and uh, dance things but for me it was like I kind of hate this music but there's something in it and if I'm writing those melodies I'm still doing what I want to do but I'm making, I'm going to make a bit of money. Tell me challenges, I mean, just generally, about, you know, being being a singer and a songwriter. Tell me what you found the most challenging stuff. I think, you know, just being sensitive. Oh, you kind of got to be like that to write, to paint. And so then that doesn't really work when you're in such a lethal industry. I know, it's so unfair. It's, it is. <laughs> it's like, hang on, this, you're putting the wrong type of people. And then, Completely. Yeah. And everyone always said, um, thick skin and that will come. I don't really think my skin's got any thicker. It hasn't. Every time you get a rejection, it's still hard to swallow. And you know, those days when when you are eaten alive by it, it sounds so cliche, but you know, that, that comes with being an artist. And, and it, you know, you think everything you're doing is, is hopeless and you're hopeless and actually you're totally on the wrong track, totally on the wrong track. And really you're just wasting your time and you're wasting everyone else's time and just that self-doubt. And then, crippling. It is crippling. What um, do you, have you got any things of how, what have helped you sort of deal with that? Um, well, I mean, I do, I meditate in the morning and I meditate in the afternoon and that without sounding <laughs> too hippie. You're in the right company for that hotel. <laughs> Very welcome. It, um, it's been huge helping that kind of stuff. Um, but also learning that everyone has that doubt, no matter what, whether they're an artist or not. You know, not taking yourself too seriously because we're in this very kind of intense place. Actually, my mates who are sort of accountants wake up in the morning doubting themselves. So talking, talking about that. I think that's so important. I think so much of this stuff, although obviously now you're in this partnership, but when you're creating stuff on your own, that's the one thing, it's one of the main reasons of doing these, is mm. it's like realising that other people are thinking all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You can get so stuck in your own head about mm-hmm. it, I think, so mm-hmm. easily. Tell me advice. What advice would you have given yourself, or what advice do you wish you'd been given when you started out doing this? Um, oh, I get quite frustrated at my sort of musical ability. I wish I'd sort of 
played the piano more when there was more time and I wish I'd sort of uh, paid more attention to that because I songwriting I do everything by ear and I think I if I'd spent a little bit more time on the theory of it sorry quite a boring answer no but I think I would have just studied harder do you think it's ever something that you do now though I guess it's difficult when you've got a style of writing and how you do it Mm. to retrain in inverted commas it's kind of a weird one I'm, I'm learning I learn every day so for sure especially now working with other people I guess as well you're around d- different stimulus in that sense yeah and, and I've been stretched massively in that scenario so yeah just would it be nice to sort of become a grade 8 pianist before I started getting a career in, in writing music um, but that's kind of awesome as well in, in itself though because it's like you've got this fab career doing something that you love yeah without any kind of by the book training yeah. per se yeah. you know like that's really really inspiring and encouraging because it's like so often that isn't accessible and stuff and yeah I think it's good in a way it plays both ways perhaps it was really sort of out of left field that I ended up doing this as well because it was there was a lot of um particularly the school I was at there was a lot of um you're not going to do that and there was you know so much emphasis on on academia and it still really bothers me today actually I wrote to my um, prep school the other day to try and sort of um, bring in me and my band and just to talk to kids and give them a chance to get recording and do a bit of songwriting and they just shouted it down. And I was so shocked that there's such little emphasis on on doing things like songwriting and, and doing and playing your guitar and recording and if I had said, well I did say it and I got shouted down. If I said I, I want to be a pop star when I was sort of 16, I would have been laughed at, and I was. So that's sort of the next thing that I want to do. I don't, I don't feel I'm in a place yet where I can be like, look, look, it works, because I've got so much more to do. But it's a big thing for me to, um, to say you can be what you want to be. And I didn't do university, and I didn't finish school, and I didn't get A-levels. And it was all kind of like, oh, there she goes, another one off the rails. And I did go off the rails for a bit, but then I came back on. And it's all part of, you know, life's wretched story. <laughs> I'm saying that. it. I'm saying <laughs> it. It's coming. But it's almost like that's what means that you then, that's what you bring into what you're creating, isn't yeah. it? All of those experiences, that's yeah. the nature of this kind of work. Yeah. But I mean, when, when you get to that thing of, you know, let's get the petition going. I am second on your list mm. because it's scary. It's actually scary. Yeah. Because all these people, you know, I think it's something like 80, number 81, and I could have done these passion pods 50 times over of people that are making livings, hard sometimes, for sure, mm-hmm. doing stuff they love. And, yeah, it's something I feel really strongly about. There's just yeah. so little showing of that as an option. Yeah. And the, I've, I've often been asked in interviews, is there a teacher that, you, you know, that was so inspiring and that, you know, really led you to, to where you are now? And the answer's always no, really sadly. There was not one person. What do you think it was that made you stick at it? Um, I mean, I know I talked about drama school, but I really feel like there was nothing else. There was never really a plan B, and I don't think drama can be a plan B if, like, there was no sensible plan B, which kind of helped, because... You keep coming back to you, it. You kind of had to do it. It's on the way, isn't it? It's like eating you from the inside in a good way. Uh, thank you so much to Bo for being Passion Pod 81. A total joy and lovely, lovely to hang out and chat to her. It's so great. It really is so great. I get to sit and chat to these amazing people. I feel so lucky.
So yeah, another one of those to add to the collection, which is just brilliant. Uh, next week, all change, talking to a lady that makes booze. And it's a certain type of booze that I put my money on you probably haven't heard of, which is unusual, really, isn't it? She absolutely brims with enthusiasm. And yeah, you're definitely going to learn a few things about the drinks industry and what it's like to start up a drinks brand, which is definitely a style of startup that I don't come across. It may just be me, but one of the more unusual ones for sure. In the meantime, give us a tweet, why don't you? It's nice to know you're out there. I know you're out there because I can see on the listening figures. But, you know, always lovely to hear from you. Good and bad. Really, I really mean it. So find us on Twitter at PassionPods. Actually had a couple of people get in touch via the website as well recently about doing pods. So, yeah, you can find us there as well. PassionPods.co.uk Don't forget our archive is stuffed full if you want more inspirational dollops like this one. But a fresh new one for you next Monday. See you then. (laughs) 